wasn't able to upload uh, yesterday, but here we are today. Welcome to the Honeycomb Home. Uh, my name is Brinsley Sky. I have a now almost eight month daughter, <laughs> eight month old. Um, today I just want to talk a little bit just about life. You know, I don't have like a set thing today. It's probably going to be one take here and there, but that's okay. Um, so I wanted to talk more about what I'm about, what my business is about, what my goals are, and where I'm heading in that aspect. Um, so Herbal Honey Bee Co. is, I started when I found out that I was pregnant. Um, at that time, I had been practicing for a good bit. I, I mean, it was, it was something that I knew was always part of my life, but then I became a little bit more serious with it, and I knew that it was what I wanted to be a part of my, my lifestyle and my family. Um, when I found out that I was pregnant, it was one of those things where I, I knew that I wanted to instill the beliefs and, and the things that I had learned, you know, while I was started to think about all the activities I used to do as a kid and, and how I could um, incorporate that into her childhood and, you know, just try and figure out where I could get certain things, if I could get certain things, if some things existed. I had all these ideas that I was like, oh, I want her to have this, you know, a goddess uh, doll, or I want her to have all that sort of stuff. And a lot of what I found was either for adults, like poppets for adults, or it was, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving to a baby, uh, just small parts and things like that. Because a lot of the times, uh, goddess dolls are decorated with beads, and they have, you know, hair that is, and all of that. So, um, then I was like, well, I kind of want a baby mobile that's more organic material. Try finding things like that. You know, you find the really cute baby mobiles on, um, on Etsy and things, and I didn't really get drawn to them. I wanted a little bit more organic matter <laughs> incorporated into it so a lot of what I did in the beginning of my pregnancy while I was still very mobile and because I found out that I was uh probably about uh eight weeks I was about eight weeks um around Christmas time so I knew that I was pretty much the whole spring whole winter really and then into the spring and then the summertime I was I was pregnant and so a lot of what um my now boyfriend and I did was you know we'd go out I would collect sticks and and pine needles and uh just things like that and I actually wound up making her dolls and uh, I wound up making her a baby mobile and I made sensory crinkle blankets and all that and it just kind of dawned on me that uh, there's not anything out there for pagan, wiccan, witchy moms, parents or anything like that to really give to their children as toys 
that can, you know, help educate them, you know, create a conversation. And when I'm also alternative, so, you know, you could find the, the occasional, uh, you know, my spooky baby, um, outfits and finding clothing was not an issue. There's a lot of good shops on Etsy, like for baby onesies. And I, of course I got the one that says, you know, my mommy's a witch and has like a little, uh, mortal and pestle in the, on the, on the front of it. And it's really, really cute. And so I, I kind of went ham with all of that stuff and knew that that's what I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to incorporate. So I made goddess dolls with little teether rings and, you know, I've kind of tweaked the design a little bit. I haven't posted anything because I really want to make sure that I get it right when I do wind up releasing these and posting these, especially with my website still kind of chugging along. Uh, I really didn't have the clearest image on where I was going with the, with, uh, with the business. I do now. Um, I knew that I wanted all these different aspects. You know, I did want a subscription box and I want introductory witchcraft goods and I want the children's goods and all that. And uh, really what it boiled down to was building a magical family. Um, having that lifestyle, if that is something that is interesting to you and that's that's your belief system and that's your spiritual path, you should be able to have resources to share that with your children and with your kids. And in no way, shape, or form am I ever going to push anything onto her. You know, she's still very, very young. And I just want to have the things incorporated so when she sees me doing a ritual or she sees me doing spells or or my altars around the house or anything like that that I have the resources and I have the ability so that if she is interested in it then I can then have her own little things you know have her own little witchy kit and altar going and things to put on her altar and just representation so that you know she can feel included if that's what she's interested in if she sees me picking dandelions and then going inside and making dandelion tea I want her to be able to be like well how do I do that or like why are you doing that because kids ask questions you know so I want to be able to have the resources and have the ability to kind of share that with her and when you really look online there's a lot of things that kind of feed into each other there's there's things and toys and books and all that that incorporate the natural and the nature lifestyle to children and I think that's what a lot of pagan parents from what I've seen doing the research and trying to find the the own my own things for her to buy um a lot of the stuff that's available is nature geared toys activities things like that and that's fantastic and those obviously are things that you can give to your children if you are living more of the nature religion whatever you want to call it the nature path and when you think about it though it's not really incorporating that magical flair into it you know that's kind of left up to the parent to kind of guide and if you yourself are beginning this path 
and you already have children, what what is there for you? You're still learning yourself, but if you want to teach your children about this wonderful thing that you've discovered, where what are the resources for you? And that was the other question. You know, I'm 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 21 years old. I am in no way, shape, or form been practicing for 30 years. I I I've had this lifestyle for a short period of time and I'm living it every single day and learning every single day and growing up I was all you know fantasy worlds and and magic and and the spark of life and finding images and clouds looking at gathering leaves I always had rocks in my pocket my mom used to get so upset because whenever she would do my laundry I always had rocks in my pocket still to this day I always carry rocks with me and the thing is is like it's 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 really interesting to see so many different witches discover themselves because I feel like we all had similar upbringings and you know it some people don't some people don't have that experience but even if they don't they have enough of a pool that pulled the same people that had those experiences, if that makes sense. Um, so when thinking about what I wanted to go with for the business, you know, just recently while, oh, and there goes a truck, <laughs> recently when thinking about um, what the business was about and how I was going to incorporate every little tiny thing that I had going for me. Uh, I really, again, it boiled down to the magical lifestyle and the magical family. And that's actually one of the books that I was reading while I was pregnant. And it changed the way I viewed my practice completely. Um, Just in in all shapes. They had two kids in the book, a, a son and a daughter. And the traditions that they they were essentially, you know, involving their kids in, and I think the the mom was part of a coven. Um, I personally have no interest in that, but um, it was really, really interesting seeing the different traditions of when her daughter um, reached that puberty age and celebration of that, and every little tiny aspect of that, you know, when the son went through his becoming a man I guess you could say like they had their own traditions that they did and it was just really really interesting to read and to to really look into and uh it changed everything um and when I really the past like week or two I was revisiting that book and thinking about where I wanted the business to go so that I had a clear image when building the website and immediately I was like that's that's it gearing product and resources to pagan parents witchy parents uh, Wiccan parents any nature past spiritual parenting and children um, babies specifically you know Uh, products for their babies, toys for their babies, Uh, children around like toddler age all the way up until probably 
eight, and then of course like preteen into teenager years. So giving toys and activities to all of those different age groups to kind of grow with them. Um, and that's my goal. That is my goal. My goal is to provide baby toys, dolls, sensory blankets with the sigils sewn into them, uh, mobiles made from completely organic material. The mobile that I made for my daughter, I actually found perfectly shaped sticks uh, and connected them. And then I attached, I sewed um, little like clouds and moons and things like that. And in the center, I made a little pocket where I could put my little herb bags and sachets in uh, with intentions um, to put in so that she would have peaceful sleep or anything like that. In you know, again, I completely understand if any parent would not want to involve their children in these practices. I, you know, I, I completely understand that. But for me, it was something that was very calming and made me at ease because I knew that I was contributing to my daughter's well-being and her growth. And so those are things that, you know, I've made and those are the, the main things that are going to be pushed as of right now. Um, because I only have one daughter and she is still under, she was under a year old. So I can't really speak on behalf of moms that have older children or older kids. And as she grows, I'm going to be learning a lot. And that's kind of why I was like, let me start a business. Let me start this little journey and see where it takes me. And as I'm continuing it, it's really becoming apparent that this is something that I really want to build and I want to enjoy and I want to grow with her. It's something that I am so strongly pulled to do and after seeing so little resources out there, um, specifically with that magical flair, because there are many, many in an abundance of nature books and resources out there don't get me wrong and you know I talked about in my latest Instagram post I talked about uh, Moon Dust Press who does uh, very very recently um, makes children's books specifically for witchy moms and their children and it's um it's really really interesting to see that little by little there's more and more growth in this and I'm excited to kind of in and incorporate uh my work personally and in the business so one thing that you know I kind of wanted to talk about was when I came home from the hospital it was probably like two months after the fact Well, when I first came home from the hospital, the house just felt weird. Um, it, it's, uh, there was a lot of just activity, um, you know, from a young age, I was able to sense more, um, and not necessarily see things, but just have that feeling and have that type of, like, okay, I know what you want from any type of spirit that would enter my 
little bubble. Um, and it was something that kind of freaked me out and I didn't really have any guidance there and I never really talked about it until I got to an uh, age where I kind of knew or understood what was going on. Um, and when I first came home from the hospital, uh, the house just felt so weird. I was like, there's so much activity going on. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it was kind of scary because I didn't want anything interacting with her. I didn't want anything, you know, causing her discomfort or preventing her from uh, adjusting to the house. And so I think I want to say she was like probably two months, you know, maybe like a month when things started. Um, there was just a lot of things that would bother her. Uh, I had to intensely clean anything that I got. I always clean things that I get from thrift stores. Whenever I bring them home, I cleanse them. And the one thing, um, I think, uh, my boyfriend's mom gave me a onesie, uh, not a onesie, a sleeper from the thrift store. And she was like, oh, this was so cute. You know, um, I washed it and everything. And it really didn't even cross my mind at all. And I just kind of put it in the drawer with the other sleepers. And the one night, um, I put it on her and almost instantly. Now she's a, she's so easy. She's like the easiest baby ever she doesn't really she doesn't cry just for no reason she sleeps well she's still sleeping now it's morning time she sleeps through the night um just absolutely amazing um and even at that age she was not hard she would cry when she was hungry and that's about it <laughs> and if she went to the bathroom that's it so when I put the sleeper on and getting ready for bed, she just became insufferable. She was screaming her head off. She was having a fit. She there was nothing that could calm her down. Um, and I had I I was at a loss. I was like, okay, what's going on? Like this is not this is not really like her. Or as far as like I knew, and I. It kind of clicked where I was like, the sleeper, take the sleeper off. She needs a different sleeper. Like, that kind of switch thing happened in my head. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. I took the sleeper off. And immediately, it was like a sigh of relief. She just kind of was like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. And I was like, alright, well, I need to be a little bit more careful with cleaning things because... I think I have a highly sensitive child on my hand <laughs> and I was like okay time for this and that's that's kind of the other reason why I, I thought about all these different types of protection to kind of give her um, just because of I know how I grew up and how I would have that type of communication when I was little and Again, I never saw anything. I didn't have, like, that type of sight. But that emotion and the ability to kind of have messages come in was very, very apparent when, when I was from the time that I can remember. And so when that happened, I immediately was like, okay, this is what 
this is what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to tweak a lot of the toys and things like that that I made her. Um, and I started sewing little sigils into them. So with uh, I made these sensory blankets when I was pregnant because I saw a bunch of them online. I saw a bunch of baby toys online and at the end of the day I was like, you know what, I can't afford these highly expensive toys that are very simplistic. Um, and I was like, screw it, I'll just make them. Like, I, I have the ability, did I have a sewing machine? No, I hand sewed everything, <laughs> everything. And then I wound up uh, getting enough money to buy a $10 hand sewing machine from, <laughs> from the grocery store, and I used that. And so it was really, really funny because like once I got, I, I found one of the old sewing machines up in the attic, and I was like, all right, this'll do. The bobbin jammed, the bobbin, the bobbin jammed probably every like two inches um, that I sewed. So it was very, very frustrating. And uh, I had a lot of determination because I was also in a lot of pain. And I was constantly trying to keep my mind busy. So I threw it into making things and making toys and decorations for my child. <laughs> I was like, this is what, this is what pregnant mothers do, right? This is, this is what we do. We, we try and distract ourselves and, and do everything that we can to provide for our children. <laughs> so I had made like a, a couple sensory blankets. Like they have, um, they have like the crinkle paper inside and so I made them I got a bunch of fabric made had one fluffy side and then you know a print on the other and then little tassels and tags on the with the ribbons and stuff and so what I did was on the one side I sewed like hand stitched a little sigil like protection sigil that I had made and I was like okay here you go charged it whatever and then gave it back to her and I never really had any issues while she was interacting with with it, you know. I never had any any problems, even if she was carrying it with her, if I had it in her toy bag, um, anything like that. I still have it in her toy bag, and it kind of gives me peace of mind as well that if she's anywhere else, that at least that she is protected. She has my protection. Um, and that's also what it kind of comes to as well like as a mom I want her to always know that I love her unconditionally and when making these toys I feel like it's something that she can carry with her even when she gets to an older age and she doesn't you know she rebels or <laughs> whatever like she still can have something to look at even if I don't know it she can still take it out and say, oh, my mom made that, you know, she really loves me. And that was something that I knew I wanted her to carry with her. Um, so another incident that happened, um, I think it was probably a couple weeks after the sleeper thing happened. Um, and this continued all the way up until uh, she switched to her crib. So when, when I came home and, sorry, when I, 
came upstairs to put her to bed. I put her to bed, you know, said goodnight and waited until she was fully asleep. And then, you know, you tiptoe around the room and all the creaks and stuff. And you're like, oop, is she going to wake up? And as soon as I went out the, out the door or anything, I stood outside the door and then all of a sudden she let out this scream. I, I mean, it was, it was like a, like somebody was, she was in pain. And again, as she is a very easy baby, she does, even now, I've never heard her scream like that. Like she just let out this awful high-pitched scream and I rushed into the room because I was right outside the door. The bassinet was moved from the side of my bed all the way to the middle of the floor and she was screaming like crazy and I immediately went into full-blown visualization um like high alert psychic attack like okay I need to get whatever's in here out of here because as soon as I came in it was so heavy and I was like okay I lights on immediately got her calmed her down um and then went into my mom's room uh again I'm 21 I live with my mom and I went into my mom's room and kind of was like, okay, hold her for a little bit while I do a quick cleansing of the room. When I came back, I cleansed the room. You know, I have made these uh, evil eye charms and I put one of them under her mattress, her bassinet mattress, along with a little herbal bag that I made and put that under with her bassinet. And you know, cleaned up, got the bassinet ready again, and then put her to bed, and she slept fine. She slept all the way until one o'clock, and it was one of those things where I was like, all right, gotta keep an eye out, and I just set that boundary with the spirits in the house, um, not to, not to even think about going near her in that way ever again, um, and with that, like, she never had the waking up issue, but all the way up until she moved into her crib for every time she would be put to sleep in the bassinet, whenever I would come home, or even if my mom put her to bed and she would come in to check on her, the bassinet was always moved. Always, always, always moved. And after, after, um, it was always like, like, and, I, and that's why I think it was, it was, it was a lot different because when the bassinet was moved all the way into the middle of the floor, it was not a good energy that I felt. When I made that boundary with that spirit, it stopped. When my mom, that's when I was like calling upon, you know my own guides to kind of help me out with this and you know when my mom would put her to bed or I would put her to bed that's when we noticed that you know the bassinet was kind of moved away from the bed just a little bit and it almost looked like someone was sitting at the bed and then once they realized that everything was okay they moved the bassinet away so that they could get up and then move through the room that's that's really what it looked like 
and that's why I never really mind or or bothered with um, that protector because it wasn't malicious at all. It wasn't intended to be any type of bad energy, anything like that. So it it's it's a it's a work in progress, you know. She, I can tell that she interacts with them just because of the feelings that I get whenever I feel a little bit of uneasiness or anything like I know that there's a spirit in the room the way she acts is so funny um she she senses them and it's very very apparent with how she interacts with them and you know that's why if I'm in the room and I can tell I'm like okay there's you know there's someone in here um and she starts she looks right where the energy source is coming and you know she's kicking she's kicking she has this huge smile on her face you know and and I'm like okay I'm like listen little girl if you have if you if, if you're experiencing what I experienced when, when I was little we're in for a ride <laughs> so that's 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 where the main focus for me came with the magical items that I give her. Uh, it's never any intention to control how she feels, how her body is, anything like that. Um, no, I, I, I would never ever do that. All of the stuff that I provide is provided for protection, um, calming, or love. Those are the three intentions that I would set when building these items because uh, you want your child to be protected, you know? The, the, even if it's from, if I, I know when I was growing up, um, especially when I hit my, my late teen years, like in high school, I had extreme anxiety because I started on, I kind of put a, got a shield up where I wasn't feeling a lot of energy coming in um, or messages coming in. I really put that barrier up and I, was, I, I made that decision not to interact with any of them because one, it made me feel like I was insane because I never talked about it. You know, I never, I never talked to my mom about any of it. I never tried to relay any of any of those messages or anything and so I had extreme anxiety when I hit a certain age in high school because I started meditating I started um doing yoga stretching I really I started eating very very whole and natural and I started then experiencing a lot of different feelings and it was very intense and it created a lot of anxiety so whenever I would even go to a grocery store it would be so bad (laughs) that I had such a hard time separating myself from people and from the energy field that was not necessarily people and you know having that kind of difference and feeling that difference, it it was terrifying. And I didn't really have anything or anybody to talk to about it. 
and um, until I actually met uh, one of my, I'm not really close with them too much anymore, but one of my close friends, and they were also interested in the same, the same practices. Uh, it, you know, I, when I moved into college, my roommate, she is amazing. Um, (laughs) she's my best friend. She's everything to me. And when, when we moved into, with each other, um, she followed the, the Wiccan path. And I always thought that was like absolutely amazing. I was like, that's so cool. You know, like, and that's kind of where I started researching a lot more into it because I always knew that it was there. It existed but I never really indulged and looked into it any further than what it was. And because at that time I was meditating, I was stretching, I was journaling, I had, you know, I had my life together. (laughs) Not so much anymore, but I had my life together. Um, Looking into that path was like really eye-opening and I was like, oh wow, you know, like I'm kind of iffy about talking to people about this because it seems like one of those things where it's, am I crazy? You know, am I, am I experiencing things that aren't actually there? And do I need to check myself into someplace? Because it was that powerful and that overwhelming. And, um, up until I had met somebody that was experiencing the same exact things that I did, um, where I fully connected with them, that's, that's, that's the point where I was like, okay, no, this is real. Like, this is, this is real. The universe is doing these things, and it's all not as it seems. It's really not. And that's when I was like, cool, all right, let's go. I'm in. Like, I, um, I'll, I'll figure out how to do the protection on myself. I'll figure out how to, you know, uh, really take this to uh, the next level. I'll figure out how to shield myself, do the visualizations, and now after practicing it for a couple of years, it's 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 starting to become second nature and I really really just wanted to be able to shield my my child until she gets to an age where she can fully comprehend that. I, I always want her to be safe and I always want her to know that she's protected by me um, and that's in no way a helicopter parent thing, by the way. Like, it's, it's, it's really not. It's when, when I talk about the, the things that are happening or the things that have happened, um, it's, it's very real and it's very much needed protection because when I was little, it created night terrors, it created extreme every, like, the waking moments that I was awake, um, I would hurt myself without really intending to. I would lash out. I would have like these just outbursts that weren't good and I didn't really understand why or what was going on and you know I felt like my head was going to explode. I would get tinglies all in the front of my forehead and the front of my face and it would kind of go all the way around the back of my head and whenever that would happen I would start to panic because I knew that 
you know, uh, this, that wave of energy flipping your stomach would happen next. And I hated that sensation. I hated it. And, you know, now I kind of use it as, as a guide. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a little bit more aware now. Like if I'm trying to talk with my guides, it helps me talk to them. It helps me figure out when they're trying to communicate and how to approach that. Um, and, you know, knowing all of these things and raising a daughter that may have the same experiences that I did, I think it's in both of our best interest to learn as much as I possibly can and provide whatever I can, the materials that I can, so that she can understand what's going on. Knowledge is power, you know, knowledge is power, and in working magically, it's, it's just something that I click with. Um, herbs and, and the way I work with them has helped me tremendously because they are so easy to feel you know you can see them you can touch them you can feel the energy from them um and it's just something that I connect with you know I also connect with just plain organic go outside feel the dirt grab some grass grab a stick off the ground and it you know grab a stick and you're like oh wow energy's pointing in one direction that's awesome (laughs) so you can use that in your in your craft you know and when I think on some of the kits that I want to make for children, for like toddlers and, and, and a little bit older, um, they are kind of like discovery kits in that sense where they can go out, they can forage, they can grab their own materials and then kind of build their own little spell or build their own um, uh, kits and things like that, uh, little herbal bags and, and things. So I have all these ideas and I'm so excited for all of them and I just hope that anyone who's listening who may be interested in um, the magical lifestyle and incorporating it into your daily life really reaches out and you know I'm you can always talk to me. I'm not ever going to stop talking to anybody and I'm always going to be making these things handmade and if anyone orders anything from me I would love more input because that gives me more to put into whatever I'm making. Um, I love things to be as personalized as possible and that's really my goal here as far as building that magical family and that magical life. Um, So that is the episode and I really hope that everyone enjoys the rest of their day. Right now it's six o'clock so I have a couple hours until she wakes up so I'm gonna be doing some drawing and sketching and hopefully later today I will have a post or at least a little glimpse of what I'm working on so that you all can have your little ideas on what's kind of coming. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day.